All right, guys, AEG Presents is thrilled to announce Burt Kreischer live at Red Rocks on Wednesday, September 8th, 2021. That is next week. Uh, and he's joined by Mark the Narc Norman. The Narc. <laughs> uh, time to get your tickets. All you need to do is download Red Rocks app before your visit. Do you think the Narc is, like, bummed that... uh? That that he's being called that on our show. I think we just gave him like a free publicity thing. I think he should love it. Right, he should go by the narc. <laughs> yes, he should. Uh, anyways, all you gotta narc do the narc. Yes, Re- download that Red Rocks app before your visit. You should already do that anyway. Uh, it's the best place to get your tickets. It's also a way you can order drinks while you're at your seat. Wait for that break in the action. Run over there, grab your drinks, get back to having a good time dancing or just laughing. Uh, during Burt Kreischer's set. He's awesome. Uh, Mark the Narc, also awesome. <laughs> He's, you know, our favorite probably. Uh, so download that Red Rock app today and get your tickets for next Wednesday, September 8th at the best venue in the world. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two girls out to Zach Mace at the bar. Three for Mr. B. Couple with brick, brew and a friend, bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. We are DNVR, and we are live from Studio A. The A stands for action. Woo, Lots of action, baby. Today. Uh, we're gonna You're get in action. Uh, I, I mean, on DraftKings Sportsbook, <laughs> I'll definitely be getting some action. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that. There's free money out there for everyone Ooh, yes, to have right is. now. Uh, we will talk about that a little bit later. Uh, we'll also talk about all the action in Broncos country today. Uh, honestly, too much uh, for me to keep up with. So I understand if the, uh, the average person needs a little refresher here. Um, but we will get to all that in a second. First, I want to tell you about our friends over at MSU Denver, the best place to go and get an education. If you want to do it while working a full-time job, msudenver.edu slash online is the place to go. They are the place to further your education online. They have so many different programs, something for everyone. And again, they are the place to go because they, uh, their students work twice as many hours as students attending any other Colorado institution. So check them out, msudenver.edu slash online today. My boy or... Can I call you my boy? I don't know. I mean, you're you're coming at me on Twitter. Mm. Then you realize you're not even following me yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, yesterday you were saying this was my last pod. I, it, it, things are rocky, Ryan. I know. You know. Did <laughs> but you did I make a... the 53? I mean, I passed the 2 p.m. deadline. Uh, let me count here. Kale, <laughs> Allie, There's Lindy. like 20 people and I don't even uh, make it. Yeah, sorry. We got to keep some <laughs> roster spots over to see what other uh, uh, podcasters are cut from other outlets. <laughs> First. <laughs> oh, it's tough day. I, I, is that like a? Does that ever happen to you though, where you think you're following someone and then you realize you aren't? It never happens to you. When when, when I look at you, I'm mm. always following you. I, it was yeah, so weird, never. especially because like, you know, all of your tweets go big these days. <laughs> so like, they end up on my timeline no matter what. And I guess you know, uh, uh, somehow I ended up not following. I you. did get the uh, the Ryan Koningsberg follow today, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, for that, a second time. That's good. I hope you got like a notification. I'm not like so small. Oh, I did. Oh, it was there. That it didn't give you. And a then it was quickly drowned out. 
Yeah. No, okay. um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there. Sorry about that. But okay. I'm back on okay. the Zach train. We're back. We're um, back. And Max back, baby. We got a pizza bet. We do. We have a new pizza bet. Uh, I don't. I make so many pizza bets now that I don't even remember <laughs> until I get a Venmo from someone being like, "Here's your pizza." I'm like, "Oh, I want another pizza." Huh? Oh, you're assuming you never lose. I've lost one ever. Wow. And who was it? I think it was or what was it i think it was jags adam from the madden chat okay um yes i bet that the cardinals would end up with a top 10 defense last Mm. year and they ended up like 11 and it was close yeah yeah Yeah. um that's my one loss ever so now i have you and the count yeah yeah on me for patriots to make the playoffs yeah which i guess i'm getting the better end of this deal because patriots to make the playoffs plus 115 at DraftKings Sportsbook yeah. right now to not make the playoffs, minus 135. It's pretty close. And they're over-under set at 9.5. I think they're a nine-win team, so I mm. guess I would take the under. You like the under? I like the over now that Mac is is there. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that that's the news of the week in the NFL. It is, and it'll be really interesting, and we'll, we'll have plenty of time to talk about Mac Jones. Um, it's weird, like, everyone talking about Justin Fields is the one that got away just because he was the bigger name. Yeah. The one that, you know, most media people, including myself, wanted more than Mac Jones. Right. Um, and, and it's very possible we end up looking back and saying, wow, the one they really miss on is Mac Jones. And technically, you could make the case that they could have traded back. Yeah picked up an additional second round yeah. pick and had mac jones <laughs> yeah it, it it's wild and of course i'm pulling for mac because he's my guy I've, i was on him in the draft and and we'll see i just love that he's getting the start i'm just happy that i learned my lesson with justin herbert and i i said i'm not gonna like hate on any players i wasn't i wasn't big on mac right uh, i'll never be able to deny that or lie about that but you i didn't hate on him. i made the decision like i'm not gonna do this thing where i like really talk <laughs> these guys down because you just don't know. Yep. You really don't know with quarterbacks. And you were really happy when he landed with the Patriots because you thought if he's going to succeed anywhere, it's going to be New England or San Francisco. He ends up there. Right. And, yeah, so, I mean, obviously you want these guys to succeed. Um, and the more good quarterbacks in the NFL, the better. I actually feel like that's a, a really good thing happening for the NFL right now is more – I feel like there's been more guys coming in recently who, you know, are actually hitting – um baker mayfield i think kyler murray is on the verge of hitting josh allen like you need that next generation and maybe mac jones is part of that trey lance all these guys yeah um so yeah as soon as he landed with the patriots i was like all right well now he has a really good chance yeah um but this year i don't know because they have nothing around him that's very fair that's very fair i just think he's that good all right generational and ryan one thing that i really wished speaking of rookies that i really wished i asked you yesterday was over under on the number of rookies the broncos were going to cut Mm. now you know the answer now what what was your guess (laughs) well i know the answer well uh, well, good (laughs) okay good what 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 do you think well i mean obviously uh, i know about the guys who they drafted this year that were cut is that what you mean? Like Yes, yes. Well, and I guess I kind of know because you and I both put out our rosters yesterday and we both had every single rookie making it, I think. Yes. Who was the last pick in the draft for them? You had... Marquis Spencer? You had... Yes, exactly. And, so and we, we had him on... Uh, we had Seth Williams on. Yep, and we had Kerry Vincent Jr. And we, yes, we did. Yep, and so we had them all make, making it, and two of them didn't. Marquis Spencer uh, and uh, Seth, Seth Williams. Williams. So sixth and seventh round pick. And what I love George Payton said today is he said, we're going to have the best 53 make the team, whether we draft them or not. And I just love that. 
I've, and John Elway did not start his GM career like that. He held on to guys for way too long that he drafted. And credit to John, he was okay moving on from drafted guys later in his career. But I just loved hearing that from George. And I, I don't remember if I actually said it yesterday or if I was thinking it while Mace was saying something. Um, but I was going to say, we're going to find out if George Payton is like John Elway in the sense that he gives the the draft picks a little bit more benefit of the doubt. Right. Um, and I think it, it's refreshing to, to hear that now. It's not always going to be true, especially first-round picks. Guys like that are going to get it. But, I, I mean, the, the turning point for John Elway was Paxton Lynch. Yep. That's when he realized, like, he pulled the plug on Paxton Lynch. He deserves credit for that. Honestly, you could make the case before he, like, before he should have. Now, again, he was right. Right. But, like, he didn't even play ever. Um, so – there was something there, and I felt like that was the the turning point for John when he said, "Like, okay, I, sometimes you just get it wrong. You have the the sooner you move on, yep. the better chance you have of rectifying the situation." Um, and so, both of those guys that we expect to be back, um, and credit to Mace, he said that you know um, he thinks Seth Williams is a guy that can make it through. Same thing with Marquis Spencer. Um, it's why I don't think he had either of those guys on. Um, we didn't, none of us got it completely right. No. Um, he had Schlotman, we had Schlotman being cut. Um, we had Seth Williams and Marquis Spencer. He had both of those guys off. Um, so, but that is the Broncos philosophy on this is they think they can get those guys through yep. and, uh, and you get a 16 man practice squad this year. Yep. That's like a whole other team with veterans. That's more players than uh, Bishop Sycamore has. <laughs> Especially now that's yeah. for sure. But some better quality guys. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, everyone's going to want to keep their guys around. There are going to be some GM somewhere who saw a guy in a preseason game and say, Hey, if they cut that guy, we want him in here for the most part, teams are going to bring back their own guys. And uh, this was asked in the Madden chat yesterday, so I'll just clarify it for anyone else who may be wondering this. You don't have priority uh, on signing these guys to your practice squad. They can sign with anyone's practice squad. They can sign with anyone's team, of course. Um, but other teams at this moment don't have to sign them to their active roster. Someone could come to Seth Williams right now and offer him more money to come on their practice squad, and he could go there. Yep. Um, but what you do have is the benefit of those guys spending months in your program. Um, it'd be like you know, starting fifth grade and then you go to another school and instead of just continuing, you have to start all over, you know, right. you have to relearn a whole new curriculum. And you better be ready to show that you're worthy to move to sixth grade by the end of the year, because these guys aren't guaranteed anything past this year. Right. And again, you like for, especially for a guy like Seth Williams, he is going to have a little special place in George Payton's heart, whether it's purposeful or not, just because he was a draft pick. You go somewhere else. You're now just, any other guy right like once you go to a new team especially one that didn't draft you there's no difference between you and any other guy on that practice squad you have no preferential treatment none of that so most of these guys most of the teams want their guys back most of these guys want to go back to that team and you're right and since we're getting into the nitty-gritty on what happens over these next 24 hours the broncos can officially place guys on ir any guys placed on ir before the 53-man roster is set their season is over but the Broncos did not do that with Michael Ojemudia and Mike Boone. They're going to place them on the IR now, which means they can bring them back uh, just after they've been on the IR for three weeks. And Mike Boone... Three, Vic, three weeks of the season, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. So Mike Boone, uh, Vic Fangio expects him to be ready to play in week four, which is great. But that opened up a roster spot for, for Royce Freeman. But then once you put those guys on IR... 
two more roster spots open for you. And today, George Payton said that Cam Fleming, who they cut, and Shamar Steven, a guy that you and I both thought were going to make the roster, those guys are going to be back, take those two roster spots. And just because it's the final 53 right now doesn't mean that they can't cut another guy if someone comes off waivers. So what happens is everyone that was cut right now who's not a vested veteran, meaning they don't have a number of years accumulated, can't sign with any team they choose. They have to wait, and then the waiver period starts tomorrow. Broncos have the ninth pick in the waiver, so pretty good chance to get who they want. If a team claims someone, then they don't get a choice. They have to go to that team, and the team has to open up a roster spot for them. If they go unclaimed, then you can sign them to your practice squad. And like you explained, they can go anywhere they want, but likely they'll go back to the team that they were with. So Broncos have 16 spots there. They're going to bring Cam Fleming and Shamar Steven back, and they don't have to wait for those guys because they're vested veterans. Right. They'll be right back on the roster. It's simple as that. With Cam Fleming, they, do they, they'll re, renegotiate a new contract with him. Is that the way that'll work? Yep, exactly. So they'll get their savings there. Um, that we talked about, and they'll get him back probably at a lesser rate because, you know, when he's negotiating that first contract, he's saying, like, well, I'm your potential starting right tackle. Now the Broncos come back and say, hey, we want you around. You're our third tackle. Right. We're not paying you nearly that much. And because they have him to come back and they expect him to come back, that's why they were able to only keep eight offensive linemen, just like we expected, Ryan. Yes. Okay. uh, Let's get into some of the other moves today. Zach, I'm just going to have you take us through a rundown of, of everything that happened other than the trade, which we will get to in the second segment. We're going to talk all about the trade of Trinity Benson, our thoughts on that trade, and any other potential trades that we might see coming down the pike. So I'm going to take you through the notable names. Kendall Hinton cut, not very much a surprise. Um, Trinity Benson, we'll talk about in a minute. He was way more of this surprise. Austin Schlotman, Vic said it sucked to cut him. Mm. And he was the guy, like Mace thought, he was kind of that borderline ninth guy. But what you and I said yesterday was just the depth dropped so much from those top eight offensive linemen to the ninth. That's why the Broncos went that direction. Turns out, They actually had Cam Fleming as their ninth, not Austin Schlotman. Just experience, although, uh, and why why they went tackle in Cam Fleming, or they're going to go tackle in Cam Fleming over Schlotman, is Vic said it today. They're very comfortable with Graham Glasgow sliding over and playing center, Ryan. I think we're going to see that move made pretty darn soon. You know, we we talk about moves being made in terms of uh, when are they going to fire Vic Fangio? When are they going to fire Tom McMahon? When are they going to bench the quarterback? Maybe the one that's going to happen before any of those happen potentially is Graham Glasgow sliding to center, Natani Muti playing right guard. And that's a best five conversation, right? Um, And, you know, uh, I got heat on Twitter when I said, you got to get Natani Muti in the lineup. And people said, for who? And I said, Graham Glasgow. Now, I also followed that up later saying that doesn't mean he has to be out of the five, um, but right guard, but he's not the guard. Right. Um, And it, it's, I I hate this. I'll be honest. I hate this. If you were ever thinking this strongly, you've wasted a lot of time doing it. Right. Um, And why? Because Lloyd Cushenberry was a decently coveted draft pick. Um, shouldn't George Payton? He just said it. Right. Draft pick status shouldn't matter. Well, and, and to me, I'm saying like, okay, I, choose one side. Are you going to let Lloyd Cushenberry develop or are you making this move? Because being in between there does a right. disservice to everyone. It does right. a disservice to the Broncos. It does a disservice to Graham Glasgow. It does a disservice to Lloyd Cushenberry to whereas 
you you have to be so convicted in your decision making in this league. It's something we talked about a lot with the quarterback position. It's like we know you're leaning Teddy, so just make right. Teddy the starter. Right, exactly. Um, and if we can see that from this far away, internally, I know they knew it. Yeah. Um. So, to me, I don't like that. I don't like that. You know, there's a potential at halftime against the Giants. They're saying like it's time, pull the trigger, let's go. When we know that, I mean, what a hundred percent of the reps or what ninety nine percent of the reps have been Graham or have been uh, Lloyd Cushenberry yep. at center. Yep. So. That's concerning to me. Uh, I don't like it, but I, I'll, I'll agree with the idea that that might be your best sure. or should be your best five out Just there. Make you, the move. You have to get Natani Muti on the field. He's a mauler. He's a guy who can actually create big plays for you with his mauling status. Like he's that special. Yep. Throwing Shelby Harris on the ground. That that that's on the, the first day of practice. He, 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 yep. Some other moves, Ryan. Seth Williams and Tyree Cleveland both cut. Ryan, the wide receiver group goes from being like, you just keep going down the list, and you're like, holy cow, they're stacked at the top end, they're stacked in the middle, they're stacked in the back end, they're going to be cutting guys that can play, to now you're talking about, okay, they've got four really good receivers and a returner and list. I mean, now now you're, you're not saying that you're – you just don't have depth at receiver because you chose to cut it off. It, it's just, you don't really see that happen often. Yeah. And that's something that will go into our conversation about Trinity Benson a lot is I do scratch my head a little bit about what they're doing there. Yeah. Now, I guess to get into this a little bit without diving all the way in, there's some really good receivers out there. I mean, everywhere to me, better than Seth Williams and Tyree Cleveland and Trinity Benson is Travis Fulgham, who was cut by the Eagles today. This is a dude who was, who has like legit. I think he has multiple hundred yard receiving games in the NFL. Number one fantasy receiver wow. over a four week stretch last year. Like he's better than those guys. So he's available. Lots of guys available. And maybe that's what the Broncos said is there's going to be so many guys out there on the waiver wire. Wide receiver is probably the deepest position in all of yep. football that, we think we can actually upgrade the position by moving on from a couple of these guys. And when asked about Tyree and Seth, George Payton, uh, he said we're going to bring in three more receivers. Now, I don't think that's three more on the active roster. I think that's between practice squad and active roster. But he didn't say, like, those guys are going to be back. Where they did say that about Cam Fleming, Shamar Steven, uh, I believe Curtis Robinson was thrown that in terms of a practice squad guy. So they weren't afraid to say that. But, Ryan, to, to me, that says exactly what you're saying. They're going to go out and probably get another receiver on the active roster. Then you'll have six. Then you'll feel comfortable. Then maybe you bring back Seth Williams and Tyree Cleveland or Seth Williams and someone else for your practice squad right there. So the Broncos aren't done at wide receiver. It was just interesting, the, the, the moves they made to take them from being stacked to uh, just very top-heavy now. Right. You go five wide, Deontay Spencer's out there. <laughs> yes, exactly. That, that wouldn't have been the, he wouldn't have been in the, the eight wide if no. that was allowed <laughs> no. uh, yes. just a few days ago. So uh, it is really, really interesting. And, and, and to, to really quick, Ryan, to give credit to George and, and, and Vic, Tyree Cleveland, very disappointing offseason. And so that's, that's I mean, George Payton's only memory of him since he wasn't around last year. And Seth Williams was fine. But he didn't jump out. Yeah, I think he had two targets in the preseason. Now, some people um, theorized that that was by design so mm. they could sneak him through to the practice squad, which those things happen. happen. Those things yep. do happen. Um, but also, he didn't 
blow anyone's mind in training camp either. No, he didn't. Ty- Tyree Cleveland did the opposite of that. He lost yeah. me entirely. Yep. Um, you know, I said yesterday, I just don't know if he's that good. Yeah. Uh, and he's toolsy in the same way that, you know, a lot of these guys are. It's, yeah. You know, uh, Antonio Gandy Golden. Um, amazing name. It's a mouthful. But, you know, he's uh, he was let go today. He's yeah. a guy who's toolsy. He's big. He's tall. You know, he's physical. He's got speed. So everywhere across the league, those guys yep. are a dime a dozen. And what it really comes down to is commitment, um, knowledge of the playbook, um, as we learned recently uh, from Urban Meyer, vaccination status. I don't yeah. know where those guys stand on that. Um, I'm not pointing out anything. I'm just saying all of these things are going into it, and especially at the wide receiver position. Could have played in with it at Cam Newton, too. Totally. I mean, these things matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of that stuff goes into it, and especially at a position where there's just depth everywhere. You yep. can't really afford to mess up anything. And for Tyree Cleveland, he was he wasn't catching the football, so that you know for him that made him um, more disposable. Again, I think he might be back on the practice squad. Seth Williams might be back on the practice squad. The practice squad's huge, so yep. you've got room for everyone, pretty much. Um, but all like you you really have to be on top of your stuff as a wide receiver on the back half of a roster in the NFL right now because. They're just everywhere. And what Vic Fangio and George Payton said today, and we knew it was coming, but when they talked about so many players, they said special teams, special teams, special teams. So if you wanted to make the roster, you had to be a standout on special teams. And so it says what they thought of their special teams as well. And Ryan, kind of the opposite of the wide receiver position, just having so much depth available right now quarterback and it really has always been the opposite where there's no depth out there and it's so hard to get one that's why it was a very tough decision according to Vic Fangio that the Broncos cut Brett Rippon instead of holding on to three guys they went down to two to me that tells me even though there's not a lot of depth at quarterback just floating around they thought they could get a replacement level of Brett Rippon if he was picked up by some team another guy who well uh, both of his things kind of went awry, right? Um, the number one one was he was, like, really solid mm-hmm. last year in the preseason. Um, when he came in and played, he won a game. He's undefeated as a starter in the NFL. And this preseason, obviously, there's other variables that go into things, like the supporting cast. But he was, like, turn the TV off bad yeah. uh, this preseason. <laughs> so um, that kind of went away for him. And then the other thing is, and I've been talking about this with Brett for two years now, he was considered – I called him the Drew Locke whisperer. He was a guy who, if Drew was having a trouble understanding something coming from the coaching staff, Brett would bring it to him in another way, right. or they would go over film together. They would do a lot of things together um, that, you know, it's like a, a uh, starting pitcher who has, like, his catcher, his caddy. Yep. That's, what, that's what Brett was to Drew. He's kind of Drew's caddy. Uh, and now Drew's not the starter, so again, that makes him a little more uh, expendable. Yeah, you're exactly right. couple other notable things from the 53-man roster, Ryan. Broncos go 11 deep in the secondary, just like we thought. They kept Kerry Vincent Jr., kept Michael O.J. Mudia because they want to bring him back off the IR this year. And then maybe the one of the biggest surprises is P.J. Locke makes the team as the fifth safety. Yeah, only a surprise because we just didn't expect them to keep five safeties, but he absolutely earned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just watched the tape, you would not be surprised at all that he is a, a, a guy who made the 53-man roster of a team because he balled. 
Yeah. Um, he looked really strong. He looked sound. It seems like he's really taken to Vic Fangio's defense. Really good so, in special teams. Really good in special teams. So um, I'm stoked for him. You know, it, it's always a bummer when someone you feel like did everything right just doesn't make it because of the numbers. Yeah. It's the opposite of that. When someone makes it because they did everything right and, you know, the, the team's willing to make an exception and say, hey, this guy's going to contribute on special teams, and we trust him if we ever have to turn to him on defense. That's a really cool thing. Two more guys kind of like that. And real quick, I think he would come into the game maybe before Caden Stearns or uh, Jamar Johnson if they had to. I, I mean, experienced guy, and yeah. Vic Fangio trusts him. I think you could be right on that. Maybe Caden Stearns would, would give him a run for his money. Uh, on Agreed. the defensive line, Ryan, you had Jonathan Harris make it, who I think maybe was the biggest surprise considering he made it over a drafted guy this year, over a veteran that they brought in in Shamar Steven. Uh, and Vic just spoke to, to his work ethic, and he, he says he's very coachable, does whatever the coaches ask of him, uh, and it's cool to see that happen. And another guy that's a really cool story, Deshaun Williams, finally making the 53 today. Typically, he was cut. He said two years ago he was cut by the Broncos a minute before the 53-man roster was set. It was so terrible for him. Uh, and for him to, to make it today was so cool. In 2020, he was working for Amazon before he got a call from Bill Kolar, bringing him to Denver, and then look what Bill Kolar's done for him. Just so, so special cool. delivery. Yes, a very special of, of rushed delivery from <laughs> large Bill. package. Too. <laughs> yes, very large package. And in fact, it was so special for him that Vic Fangio gave him the special shout out from the team uh, right before practice ended. That's really, really cool. Um, stoked for him. The last one we got to mention, Andre Mintz. Yep. Uh, 16 out of 17 years, is it now? Yep. An undrafted free agent makes the Broncos. Upset. I mean, a pretty big upset. Probably the biggest. I guess I've now said that about <laughs> three different guys now. But, uh, yeah, Andre Minsk, a guy that just put his head down and, and grinded. And special teams was his path to the 53. And it really just shows young guys coming in. Look, if you're good on special teams, you can make it here because, Ryan, I don't see how he's going to get on the field on defense. I mean, not only do you have Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, but you have Jonathan Cooper who balled out. And then you also have Malik Reed who led your team in sacks last year. So that truly shows he was a Tom McMahon pick. Yeah, and this is a a wild thing to me that so few guys understand this. From the moment, I don't know, you cross like eighth grade, being on special teams is the opposite of cool. Um, and you know, it's almost like, um, it's like a commercial break in practice where you just, it's a little chance to tune out, catch your breath, you know, um, for us when, I mean, we're an example when we're at practice and they go to special teams, we might write down who's in that starting unit just because that does give you a path towards the 53. Other than that, fingers a little break. Other than that, we're not paying attention (laughs) at all. And a lot of times neither are the players. Right. But it blows my mind because these guys who are fighting for a job are like still they've had it ingrained in them for so long that it's not cool to be on special teams. My advice to college players who aren't going to be high draft picks is, you know, even if you're one of the better players on your team, request to play special teams. You know, say, hey, I want to be on all four units because that when you get to the pros and you are an Andre Mintz who is smart enough to say, I'm going to work so hard on special teams that they have to keep me around. You get a job, you make, you know, 
at the very least, almost a million dollars just because you (laughs) paid attention during the boring part of practice. Yeah, you're 100% right. And Higher Learnings chimes in just about Jonathan Cooper making him smile. And also, what a great story. Uh, And also, a great player, too. Yeah, It's easy to root for a guy when they have both of those things. Yeah, I mean, if... You know, I'll touch wood because I guess this is a, a bad scenario. If you had to go into week one with Malik Reed and Jonathan Cooper as your two out, like, you'd feel fine. Yes, a, a decent amount of teams would start those guys. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and that's really exciting. Yep. Uh, and, and like we said, you know, we talked about outside linebacker going into this draft saying, hey, you might want to start looking down the road. Von Miller's not going to be around forever. And when they just throw a, a flyer pick at the end of the uh, draft at Jonathan Cooper, it's like, okay, well, they didn't really address it. Right. Well, they, they kind of hit the lottery. <laughs> yes, they, uh, cer- they certainly did. And I asked Vic today, are those guys, Malik Reed and Jonathan Cooper, actually going to have a role on defense or just special teams? Because as we talked about yesterday, they really like to use Vaughn and Chubb 90% of the time. And he said they will have a role on defense. And so I, I said significant role, and he said yes. So I hope it is the, the 20 to 30%, not just because those guys are good, but then when you're getting Vaughn and Chubb a break 30% of the time, then they'll just be even better when they're on the field. Yeah. Um, again, I've said it before on this show. I'll say it again. Prove draft it. a front – no, oh. draft a front seven <laughs> player from Ohio State every single year. It's looking real good right now. The coach is great. They obviously bring in great talent every year. It's, Ohio State also brings really good Twitter followers, so I like oh, that. Oh, is that, is that true? <laughs> yeah. Is that how you passed me up? Um, all right. Uh, if you were going to place a bet on Andre Mintz to make the 53-man roster before training camp, probably could have got like plus 5,000 on that <laughs> yeah. at least. Uh, and there's also all sorts of other great value at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Um, I've been telling everyone that will listen to me about this. There is just free money abound right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, even if you already have an account. First of all, you've got the hammer the over prop boom, or promotion boom, boom. Uh, going on right now. That was a hammer. Uh, let's see what it's at, actually. I'll open up the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Got the hammer the over promotion going on right now for the Clemson UGA game yep. this Saturday, which, by the way, you can come down, hang out at the DNVR yes. bar to watch that and be here for the release of our new merch line, which absolutely slaps. It's vibey, it you is, may say. It's pretty vibey. <laughs> so they've got the uh, hammer the over down to 21 and a half right now. Basically how this works is every 2,500 bettors that place this bet knock it down another half point. So if uh, Georgia and Clemson score over 21 and a half points, this is going to cover, but it's going to go down, down, down. It's probably going to get all the way to zero. It'll be a zero. I mean, what did it start at? 70? Yeah. 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 So we're just, down 50. It's going up. That's cash. All the way down to zero. Free $25. That's the max you can put on it. And then there's another one. Um, Your Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. (laughs) um, Plus 73 against the Dallas Cowboys uh, on opening night. Boy, would everyone love in Denver (laughs) to see that not hit. But then the Cowboys. No one wants to see that either. that's true. No. It's not the most exciting. So just take your money and and be happy with it. Take your free money. They won't (laughs) lose by 73. Uh, So there you go. Two bets that you just place and you get free money. Like literally free money. You can yep. actually take it out right yep. after that. Go spend it on you know a pair of shoes or tea time or whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you want your free fifty dollars. Or put it Turn right back that in. into something else. Exactly. You could put it on Broncos minus three on week one. Oh man, the Giants look so bad. So 
that is like well first of all let me finish this. Uh, <laughs> you can also get a sign up bonus up to a thousand dollars when you use the code dnvr when you sign up and there's all sorts of other great promotions uh that you can get in on of course you must be 21 or older colorado only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match each up to 500 dollars. the deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough and restrictions to apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 i think i just want to get this off my chest i think there's too much anti giant stuff out there right now i think it's Uh-oh. like a little bit of a media because the media is so harsh on them out there yeah. i think there's a little bit of an overreaction right now it's like oh god they're trash again i feel like there's more anti-giants than anything else yes i, I mean any other team yeah they're getting just <laughs> look i saw it i just i just think they're under a heavier microscope than everyone else i I refuse to ignore, I refuse to think this is going to be some easy win until I see it. You know, if you looked at probably the three teams that get the most criticism, you look at the Giants, you look at the Jaguars, and you look at the Jets. Broncos, one, two, three. That's why we just keep saying, Ryan, they have to have a winning record. I mean, they really should be 3-0, and but if they go 2-1, and you really want to pull out one of those next two games to still have a winning record after five. Yeah, 2-1 and is acceptable. 3-0 is expected. Crazy enough, kind of. You're going to be favored in all three. Just I've already seen the numbers. Uh, there, there are already three-point favorites at the Jags. Unless, and I think they are five-point favorites home uh, as they to the be. Jets. So Unless in, if the Jags come out and Trevor Lawrence balls yeah. in week one, I think it'll change. I think I'm going to start him in fantasy. I think I'll you're going to throw the ball like 45 times. I, especially with ETN out? Yeah. Yeah. Although they do have James Robinson, and yeah, they, they, can, they can run the ball. Uh, Urban Meyer showed you what he thinks of James Robinson. I think he's a good player, but he said he, he gave him the Philip Lindsay treatment. Yeah. He said, oh, you ran for 1,000 yards as a rookie? Uh, or, or, yeah, you're undrafted. I don't care about you. So uh, I agree. Urban They're going to throw the ball. Urban Meyer yeah. is going to be such a failure. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. So you should, you, should, you, you should be 3-0. Um, we'll allow two and one, even though we're going to probably trash them after whatever yeah. game they lose. Yeah. It'll be a winning record in September though. <laughs> right. Right. Which is, uh, more than they can, they can't even say they have a win at all in September under Vic Fangio. No. Um, but two and one gets you in a position to where if you can upset one of the Ravens or Steelers, then you're feeling really good about where, where you are as a team through five games. Yep, you'll feel really good. And also, if you check out our friends over at Ball, you can make money by the end of September. And Ryan, then you're feeling great. Broncos are winning. You're making money. And anyone can get a job at Ball because they've practiced diversity and inclusion for years. While other major companies just talk about it, they actually live it because they have a culture of belonging index that's been noticed by the Human Rights Campaign where their index equality uh, or their corporate index equality score is 100%, meaning they will hire anyone. So if you want a job, you need a job, you want to work in Colorado, text GOLDEN, G-O-L-D-E-N, to 77222 or go to com to find a job at Ball. They're a great company. They do great things. Uh, and they're working with us. So you'd be part of the DNVR fam even more. So make sure to text GOLDEN to 77222 or go to com. You got some love for Suburban Meyer in there. Hey, thank you. It felt good. It felt um, good. All right. So the news of the day, honestly, feels like out of Broncos country is this trade yeah. of Trinity Benson. They send Trinity Benson and a seventh uh, uh, 2023 okay. sixth okay for a 2022 fifth and a 2022 seven okay okay all right i got that right um so, so in terms of value a future pick 
is viewed as like a worse round. So technically, it was Trinity Benson for a fifth. And it's really good value. Like, you know, I, I, I think that was my first reaction to everything as well. Wow, they got a fifth for him. Trinity. Um, that's not to take away from Trinity, but this is an undrafted it's guy. Kind of to give to him. Right, right, exactly. Um, this is an undrafted guy who you've had on your practice squad for two years. He breaks out this year. Now, there's part of me that says, like, don't you want to capitalize on that development, <laughs> right. all that time you spent on right. him? But getting a fifth-round pick is capitalizing on that development. It's just in a different way. Um, it would have been a little different if they didn't cut Tyree Cleveland and Seth Williams, like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. But that was my first reaction to this is, okay, that's really – I mean, you did a good job yep. of a draft develop, and then you didn't get the payoff – other than just stacking up draft picks, which we know is one of George Payton's favorite things to do. Right. And, I mean, great value, incredible value. In fact, they got more for Trinity Benson than they had to give up for their starting quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. When you think of it like that, that shows you how valuable some teams view a fifth-round pick. And George Payton, the ultimate day three draft guy, we know how much he values that. And so it makes sense for the Broncos in the sense that Trinity wasn't going to see the field much. He, he was a guy who you were going to continue to develop, and maybe he's your third receiver in a year or two if you, if you move on from Cortland or Tim. Uh, and, it, I mean, and then you even have to talk about another trade in terms of, like, trading K.J. Hamler for something in order for Trinity to be, like, part of your rotation. So it really makes sense that he wasn't going to see the field this year, get something for him. The reverse is, what do you do with that fifth-round pick? The Broncos just cut a sixth-round pick from this year. So uh, we're going to have to wait and see how this plays out in terms of uh, if it was a good trade or not. But, I mean, just the initial value. Wow. Good job to Zach Azani for for developing him. George Payton gave him all the credit. Yeah, and and he deserves a lot of credit. And like I said before we jumped on the show, it's the second-best value trade of the day. Other than the Rams, who <laughs> signed on April 20th, they signed Corey Bajorquez, yes. and had just had him as a backup punter. Like I don't even know why they had him, yep. um, except for the fact that they probably thought he was pretty good, and they're like, yeah, we can bring this guy in. They, they use him in the preseason because their starting punter gets COVID. He plays so well that they turn to their starting punter and say, <laughs> dude, we're going to cut you for this guy. He's so good. Yep. Unless, unless yeah. you're willing to take a pay cut. Johnny Hecker's hands are tied. He's also really, really good. He says, all right, fine. I don't really feel like going to a new place. Yeah, I'll I take, stay in LA. Yeah, I'll take the pay cut. So they get the pay cut, and then they flip him <laughs> for a sixth-round pick. I mean, I think it's Les Sneed who is the yeah. uh, GM out there. Masterful. Yeah. But He was saying, holy Bajorquez. <laughs> other than that, this was really good. Really good value from the Broncos. Yeah. But I understand why people are bummed. I think, you know, the main the, the question in the headline is why the Broncos did this. I think the main thing is Trinity Benson wasn't going to contribute for them big on special teams. And so if you're going to be that fifth, sixth, seventh wide receiver on the roster, you need to contribute there. He obviously uh, wasn't going to win the return job over Deontay Spencer, so he needed to work his way in in other ways. It sounds like they didn't feel comfortable necessarily putting him out there in other yeah. positions. And that made him 
more tradable, despite the fact that he really came on and became a solid receiver over these three years. A couple weeks ago, he dropped Two a punt at practice, which I really don't want to ever blame someone for dropping a punt. But then you come out and you see this last preseason game where he doesn't get any opportunities to catch the ball in a special teams unit that you could not cut any safe players so they they couldn't they didn't get enough of an evaluation from trinity especially in games when it matters to see if they could move on from deontay spencer that's why we said yesterday that deontay spencer was a lock because with all the emphasis that they placed on special teams it would be kind of crazy to go and cut your safe returner so that's why deontay made it over him and then they the broncos must have thought that trinity benson was at his peak right because in order to trade him right now yeah because if they thought he could have continued to develop and continued then uh, you keep him he just wasn't going to play so how is how right. is how is his uh value going to go up while he's sitting on the bench right and maybe, maybe even inactive and here's the thing is he's so fast i wouldn't be surprised if he he has a big role with detroit and here's i i don't think so either have you seen their wide receiver depth chart is it worse he could go than in Patriots? there. Yes, he could go in there and be wide receiver one in like three weeks. <laughs> I love it. And and so George Payton said it's a win, 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 a win for Trinity because he now gets to play. It's a win for Detroit. Right. I mean, he because, goes to Detroit. Yeah, he he gets a yeah. Detroit gets a good player, and uh, there's a chance that the Broncos are the ones that lose out on this deal if Trinity goes, gets that opportunity, plays. And then people are going to be saying, why didn't you flip Tim Patrick for a second or third if you had Trinity? You know what uh, I think isn't being talked about enough? What? I think this almost might work out to be a third round compensatory pick because this might be the number one pick in the fifth round. Oh. That's how bad the Lions might be. Yeah, that's that's a good one. We talked about it yesterday. Yeah. Um, so it, it's – or sorry, a fourth round compensatory right, pick. Right. Um, like he – they are so bad. Yep. And he might go he might go play there and help them win games, which would knock this draft pick down a little bit. But this is a a high fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. It it really is. And so that that was the the name that everyone was talking about, kind of a fan favorite. Uh and everyone, you know, T B twelve. People want a TB12 to be the guy here. I'm kind of bummed we just don't get to play that chord. (laughs) Yeah, we don't get to. And then Ryan, so the Broncos also made another trade today. They got, they they traded a, uh, oh boy, uh, seventh and a sixth round pick, I think, and got back a linebacker, Jonas Griffith from San Francisco, who has never played in an NFL game before, undrafted guy last year, spent time on the practice squad of the Colts and the 49ers, and the Broncos gave up a sixth-round pick for him to bring him in because he was that good on special teams this offseason, and they didn't think he was going to make it past waivers. This is one of those guys who, um, if you use him in Madden, You'd be able to make him really good really fast. <laughs> right. um, a fast I've, inside linebacker? Yeah, well, yeah. he's a. They call it relative athletic score, RAS. He had like almost a perfect yeah. relative athletic score compared to his peers in the draft. He's big. He's fast. Yep. He's athletic. He's agile. For whatever reason, it hasn't come together for him yet as a linebacker. Well, guess what? You have arguably the best linebackers coach. It's ever going to work. In the NFL, who he gets to come work under. And you know right away he's going to be a stud for you on special teams you don't necessarily want to be in a position where you have to trade draft picks for special teams contributors but 
if you can get a really, really good one, you know, there's there's guys who can make a whole career out of this. Um, and you hope that there's also some upside there uh, where you can make him into a defender at some point. Do you think they see potentially a little bit of Alexander Johnson in him in terms of just this raw, super talented guy with all the physical attributes? I mean, he's 6'4", 240. He's huge fast just like you said uh and just very raw like alexander johnson was obviously he played at illinois illinois state undrafted guy uh alexander johnson the opposite tennessee uh before he had his his terrible legal issues he was you know sec's leading or or tennessee's leading all-time tackler uh but in terms of the physical skills vic may say if he's a good special teams player we can rely on him Let's get him because I may be able to make him into something. And now you look, Justin Cernod, Baron Browning, and now Jonas Griffith. You can see the Broncos are starting to put a little bit more of a focus on adding athleticism and speed into their linebacker core. Um, And also uh, very much seeing a path where Josie Jewell and Alexander Johnson aren't here in the future. And the Broncos certainly uh, hope there's a path where they're not paying those guys big contracts. Yeah, they, I don't think they want to. I don't really think that would be earned. It's um, not in the plan. It's not in the plan. So uh, it's an interesting move. And uh, the Broncos have had success recently with uh, guys from Illinois State. Mm. Of course, Shelby Harris. Yes. Uh, a Redbird, I believe they're called. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so like they're, a chicken. No, not like a chicken. Like oh, a cardinal. Not. Oh, like a car. Oh, what's that? What's that chicken brand? Oh, Redbird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Vic Lombardi. Um, Anyways, uh, that, yeah, again, you know, it's, it, I, I was trying to think like, oh, were there any coaches exchanged in this too? Right, you know? That's what I was thinking <laughs> with San Francisco. San Francisco, there's always some, you know, some handshake deals going on behind the scenes. John made his money. John Elway made his money in this trade. Maybe. He got the millions this year from giving a call to John Lynch yeah. saying, Jonas Griffith, we want him, baby. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, other trades Mm. it's been we talked about it a little bit yesterday it's been rumored a lot we got a very strong response uh on twitter when we asked people if they think the broncos should trade any of their corners almost everyone said no yeah um but george payton once again brought it up today which if he wasn't thinking about it Mm -hmm. i don't think he would continue pushing this narrative of man everyone's coming after these guys to me it feels like he's trying to Put some teams against each other in a bidding war. I think you're 100% right because, Ryan, I asked him, uh, I asked George, were you close to trading any of your quarterbacks? And instead of looking in the past, he kind of made it about the present and the future, which leads me to believe exactly what you're pointing at. He said... uh, He said, "We're, we're, we're still getting a lot of calls on these guys and we like the group we have, but he never said we aren't trading these guys. Now that we passed the 53-man roster deadline, we're keeping all of these guys. We love them. Uh, we had issues in Minnesota last year with corner depth. Denver had issues with cornerback depth. We can't go down that route. That's kind of the way Vic Fangio approached it when asked as well because he's the head coach. He doesn't want a second-round pick next year for Bryce Callahan or a third or a fourth. He wants Bryce Callahan on the field right now. But he needs you, him. You could see a little bit of a disconnect with George Payton and Vic Fangio, and man, George Payton's answer really made me think, all right, guys, come get them. Come get them. We've got two third-rounders right now. Who's going to make it a second? Right, and that's exactly what I'm thinking. And uh, out there in Arizona, Malcolm Butler surprisingly retired. Well, he was just added today to the uh, reserve slash retired list, meaning 
that's probably what, what's happening here. Yeah. They're really desperate. Yes. Um, you know, we talk about timing. I mean, talk about bad timing. I don't know the situation. Um, it sounds like it could be something really unfortunate and sad. Yeah. So, you know, I hope everything's okay with him. But for the Cardinals as a football team, their backs up are up against the wall right now, especially if they're looking to contend for that division this year. Yeah. They need to maybe get a little desperate. If you can work a second-round pick out of them, <laughs> you probably got to do it. For who? Obviously, you're not doing a second-round pick for, for Patrick Sertan, nope. but are you doing a second-round pick for name name one of the other three? Yes. Mm. Any of the three. Now, who do you think would be most realistic for another team to want? Probably Kyle Fuller. It's an expiring contract. It's not that expensive. I mean, the Broncos got a great deal. And what was it? One year, nine million? Nine and a half, yep. So you offload a big chunk of that, and you basically ended up paying like $3 million for a second-round pick? Yep. Or even less? Yep. I don't even know how that works. Um, you might offload the entire thing and get a free second-round pick. I, don't, I honestly don't know. You probably paid him a very small amount to this point, uh, just the signing bonus, which I don't, even, I don't know off the top of my head. But that would be, you know, magic. That's oh, that might be better than what the uh, the Rams did with Corey yeah. Bajorquez. It would it would be, and I don't think the Broncos would get a second round pick for any of those guys. I think what we may be talking about though is right now teams are offering day three picks, and obviously I hope that doesn't get it done because the Broncos just got a fifth for Trinity Benson. Uh, but maybe they're trying to see, okay, who's gonna who's gonna give a third for Bryce Callahan and the question does come down to I think a, a big thing is one do you want a slot corner if you're only looking for a slot corner Pittsburgh's in desperate need for a slot corner Bryce Callahan makes the most sense also contract wise it's a very reasonable contract because he renegotiated his contract after missing his first year with the team so it's a very team friendly deal one year deal left so you're not stuck with a big contract or if you want an outside guy and you want a friendly contract as well Kyle Fuller's the guy that you point to especially that's more of a win now mode uh, because he he is older but if a team wants a long-term guy Ronald Darby Two years, $20 million contract. If you want to extend it to three years, you got three years, $30 million contract. He's a younger guy. And, man, if the Broncos were to flip him for a day two pick, then they essentially would pay cap room and signing bonus for a day two pick. Yeah. They would have flipped him just in free agency. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of options there that are really intriguing. But, Zach, with Michael O.J. Mudia going on IR. They spent this whole offseason working on this dime package that we expect to be a big part of what they want to do. Who is the sixth DB that you put out there if you don't have one of these guys? You live in nickel. Right, so you're you're scrapping the whole thing. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you live in nickel until Ojemudia comes back. Maybe he's back in week four uh, because Kerry Vincent Jr., you're not that comfortable with him. Uh, and Or else it's Caden Stearns or P.J. Locke. And P.J. Locke is more experienced, but he doesn't have a lot of experience. Like, he has a lot of back-end experience in terms of what goes on in NFL meetings and stuff, so, but not playing. So are you going to slide – how would you work that? You're going to slide Sertan outside? Who's, who's gone? Um, Fuller? Let's say Fuller's gone. Fuller's gone, Sertan's outside 100% of the time. And then Caden Stearns is moving into that, that kind of hybrid linebacker – dime roll that we were talking about i'm not really doing dime that much anymore so I, yeah i'm, I'm that, that, living in nickel then that's what i'm saying is right. you've basically just punted on this thing that you spent a lot of time 
I don't think they want Alexander Johnson or Josie, uh, jo- Josie Jewell on the field on third and eight. So that's why I think uh, that our guy, um, oh my gosh, Justin Sternod would be that piece. He would be on the field all the time. But you still got to have another backer out there if you're And then you'd be rotating the other two. Yeah. That's the thing I keep coming back to. Again, I keep going back to that clip where George Payton turned to Vic Fangio and he said, I got you your corners. (laughs) But he has three of them. But they they want six DBs on the field. I'm just a little worried that they... uh, They trained Sertan in that dimebacker role. I'm a little worried that they're not going to rely on dime as much as I hope. Because hmm. I think they're going to say when the season comes around, especially you're starting off going against Saquon Barkley, they're going to say, oh, we need some bigger guys. And then they're, they're just going to – you know how it is. In preseason yes. and, and in training camp, you see all the trick – play not in preseason, but in training camp, you see the fun stuff. You see all the, the motion, the creativity. The I remember last year we were talking about you know some motions in the backfield. I said, wow, we haven't seen this before. Then we never saw it in the regular season. I think that's going to happen. I just hope it's a small extent, not a big extent. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. They are definitely selling right now. Like, they're trying to garner up interest. What would be a big trade? It should be. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a Schefter tweet saying multiple teams are contacting the Broncos (laughs) about their corners. Um, The Broncos are looking for a a day two pick. Yeah. Like, that sort of stuff. That's what it feels like is happening right now. I just think it, it, it again, goes against what we talked about yesterday, which is like, you're doing all this stuff seemingly to help Vic Fangio. Right. So now you're going to change that and take something away from him for the future? And then if you do that, do it with Tim Patrick too. Or Well, you can't do that anymore. No, right? You, you can't. <laughs> Although, like, you can go get Travis Fulgham. So they're ninth in the waivers tomorrow. We don't expect them to need to claim any of their own guys, right? Correct. So that I wouldn't, I would not be surprised if they claim a, a wide receiver tomorrow. I would not either, and it, just the fact that uh, George made it very specific that they're going to get three guys, expect one of them to be on the active roster. Any other? We're talking about the Broncos trading away a player. Anything? Any positions that you could see them trading for? Boy, that's a good question. Offensive line seems set. Running back seems set. They're not going to trade for a backup quarterback. Or um, wide receiver. Yeah. No, so you'd be looking on defense. And, Ryan, the Broncos are very top-heavy on defense. 27 guys on defense, only 23 on offense. So if they did that, you got to think it would be a player-for-player player move, which you just don't see happen. Yeah, very rare. All right, well, there it is. Um, really interesting stuff. Kale, any chats or super chats we need to get to? No super chats. You guys are slacking. Um, But we have plenty of questions to get to in the final segment of the show, which will be fully in podcast form. So you can download that anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search Broncos. We're the first one that comes up. Uh, And you can hear the final part of the show where we'll take all of the questions from DNVR members. But for now, that's going to wrap it up on the live side. We will talk to you guys later. All right, guys, before we move on, a shout out to our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group, the best damn family-owned dentist group in the metro area. When you go down there, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. They're going to hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. They're also going to treat you like family down there. They're part of the DNVR family. They supported us throughout the entirety of the pandemic. They've come down here to the bar to watch games. Uh, They're just like you. They're just like us. And they are a great place to go if you need any dental work done. So check out Green Mountain Dental Group and get that free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, or exam. Yeah, they're just like you. They're just like us. It reminds me of Hassle Cattle Company. They're mm. just like you. Blue they're collar. just like us. Yeah, blue collar. We're all made of meat. And if you want <laughs> to eat some meat, 
Well, check out Hassle Cattle Company. It's the best damn Wagyu that anyone can afford. That's why they call themselves the Blue Collar Wagyu, Ryan. And in fact, I mean, you see just how affordable it is when you come down to the DNVR bar and get the Hassle Cattle Company burger because it is just, I couldn't believe my eyes how affordable it is and just how delicious it is at the DNVR bar. And of course, we have the greatest toppings that you can oh. put on it without a doubt but that also just shows you our stamp of approval on hassle cattle company everyone here is ordering hassle cattle company all the time because it's so good and you guys have to try it and it's more than just patties uh and and, and uh hamburger it's you can get so many things you can get you jerky you can get uh what do they have uh, new york strips ryan they have so much flank steaks uh, great for marinating by the way they have so much you can get and if you use the code dnvr10 you'll get 10% off your order and any order over $200 gets free shipping. So make sure to check out Hassle Cattle Company, whether you want to use that code DNVR10 or whether you want to get it at the DNVR bar. Also check out Strava Craft Coffee. It's absolute best. Actually, we'll talk about Strava Craft Coffee another time. I want to tell you about Solace Meds. Check them out too. Yeah, check them out too. I mean, you get the get that CBD coffee, get yourself honking like a goose, then maybe hit up Solace Meds to chill out a little <laughs> yes. bit. Uh, so, if, so if you're honking like a goose, what are you chilling out like a duck? Um, I would say you're chilling don't out. Don't ducks going to chill? Like, uh, uh, people don't like snakes. So. There's this fly that is not chilling out, Ryan. No, it's all I, over. I got a hand on him earlier, <laughs> oh, but he's a really resilient fly. You let him fly. go. Yeah, I, I, I really thought I had him, and he fought through the circumstance. He's like Teddy Bridgewater. He just He's a survivor, right, as, I, as Teddy says. Right out of the jungle and into the <laughs> right. NPR bar. Anyways, <laughs> go over to Solace Men's. Use the code DNVR20 to get 20% off. They also have deals on all of their products that you can double down on. And any location you go to, they're four in Colorado, uh, you can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you use the code DNVR. So check out our friends over at Solace Meds and, and hit up Strava Crown <laughs> Yes, you definitely should. And Ryan, we should also hit up this comment section to talk to the people. How does that sound? That sounds amazing. First one coming in from our guy, LDJ. He says, I hope this isn't too long, but wanted to respond to Zach about us asking about Vic's job security. One, the defense looked flat on Saturday, and we're going on two straight seasons where Vic has the defense looking flat. That contributes a lot to why we don't win in September, and the defense not showing up and bad coaching decisions by Vic. Two, how has Vic helped Drew's development? Uh, it has been a failure. Like, we, have we forgotten about 2019 and the mystery hand injury that put Drew on IR? Then he let Skangs. Uh, then he lets Skangs and TC go. Then, in a close battle, you don't give Drew a shot first because you want a safer option, scared to lose your job. I gave those scenarios because they seem realistic to me. I think as Vic has made some bad decisions in his tenure and has led us to losing, I don't know. Uh, LDJ, I think you misunderstood where I was coming from yesterday. I wasn't saying you were off for calling about Vic's uncertain future. I was just saying it's a bummer that the head coach uh, of this team is already drawing these questions going into the beginning of a season. You know, if you're going to fire a coach, you kind of want these questions to be popping up right before you fire him, not before entering a season. So LDJ, I'm, I wasn't <clears throat> saying you were wrong. I was just saying, uh, what a bummer. Yeah, I mean, you're completely right, Zach. And LDJ's completely right, too. Yeah. There's a Vic Fangio hasn't done anything to like earn some sort of benefit of the doubt from anyone right now. He has one more win than Vance Joseph had, and, and Vance is only two years with the Broncos. Two more wins than Kyle Shanahan had <laughs> in his first two years. <laughs> this could be the Kyle Shanahan season for him. Yes, um, yes. 
It just Super needs, Bowl. you know, like Nick Bosa to show up mm, or something. So then Teddy is going to get a lot of hype throughout this season. Then he's going to lose it all when he overthrows. KJ Hamler. KJ Hamler. <laughs> is, he, is, is Teddy going to overthrow KJ Hamler? On would, like a deep pass? It would be a sight to Wouldn't see. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Next one's from TK Freeze. My boys, I'm so sorry this is an off-season topic, but real quick, my fiance and I have decided we are getting married in Denver. Hey. That's awesome. We live in West Texas, and we are coming down Sunday through Tuesday before the season starts to book our wedding venue. Yes, the DNVR bar is open for your wedding, <laughs> if that's what you're looking for. Uh, anyways, he says, one, what's the best time to come by the bar to meet you guys? Enjoy some food and say what's up. Best time to come by the bar... Between Sunday and Tuesday, I mean, you can come for trivia. Trivia yes, Tuesday, getting trivia started. Tuesday. Uh, right now, I'm starting to see what? some people file in downstairs. 24 minutes away yep. right now. Uh, that's always a good time to come by. Two, uh, any places we have to eat while we're there. I haven't been to Denver in eight years when I was a teenager. So I'm excited. Sorry for the personal questions right before the season. I'm amped. Go Broncos. No worries. We're excited for you. Places you have to eat other than the DNVR bar. Uh, yep. I am partial to Uncle. Oh, yes. I think it's the best ramen yeah. anywhere in the world. You know what? They just and I realize it's a bold claim considering I've only had it in a few <laughs> different places, but it's definitely the best in Denver. And I've also had it in like, I had ramen in uh, um, Chicago. It was really good. Not yeah. as good as as, uh, as here at Uncle. Uh, it's so good. Ryan, who are the South Park creators? That would be Trey Parker and Matt Stone. And they just signed that big deal um to make like 14 movies or something oh i didn't like, see that yeah it was like a billion dollar deal for 14 Ooh. movies or something 14 they, south park movies i don't think okay, i don't know because okay. they I, also did like basketball that was that right right and, and i think it's more so along those lines maybe i think it was like a billion dollars but anyways they just filmed uh, started filming their first one and one of the scenes as an uncle no way yes yes wow that was a really long story i had no <laughs> idea where you were going with it yes. i thought you were gonna say he needs to go to casa bonita oh, they just it, that. yeah i mean that if it's open by then that would be a place to go um and to i mean you have to get a burger here but also check out my brother's bar and that's a place also check out our tiktok because brandon mm-hmm. did one of his reviews at my brother's bar yes he did that's that's one of zach's favorites I'm trying to think if there's anything else new i've tried recently that just blew me away Ooh, fire on the mountain Oh, if you want some wings, wings, fire on the mountain is fire. Um, there's a, there's a place right across the street from the DNVR bar. Like you come get a beer here first, and then get tacos across the street yeah. at Tacos Tequila Whiskey. So um, there's, I mean, that's that's a good little base layer for yeah, you to work it, off. Yeah, it of. is. Especially he's only here for a couple of days. Next one coming in from Bronco and SF. He says, "Let's play a game of guess that." Did you get it? No. Ah, uh, he went for the fly. He just the missed. fly keeps landing on my microphone. <laughs> I, I just want to like get it with my mouth, you know. <laughs> He says, let's play a game of guess that rookie quarterback. Here are the players' preseason drives led by this kid. Week three, field goal, punt, touchdown, touchdown. Week two, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Week one, field goal, punt, field goal. Hint, Zach and I are accepting apologies, and congrats for being on the bandwagon before all of you. Yes, this is only preseason, but good start for... Mac Jones. Mac Jones, baby. Love to see it. Field goal, punt, touchdown, 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 touchdown. Field goal, punt, field goal. So that is four, seven, ten. Ten drives. We got three. Scored um, on eight. We've got uh, 17 in the first game. Um, then you've got 21, so that's 38. And then six more. So that is 44 oh divided my. by 10. 4.4 4 yards per drive. Holy cow. Points per drive. Yes. 
Um, Impressive. I know someone who did better. <laughs> Mr. Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was in the fives. Yeah, he was. And Drew wasn't bad himself. And I think he ended three. Yeah, I mean, you want more than Maybe that. Maybe it ended at the end, and it was it was below three, something like that. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Mac Jones. I, I'm fascinated by it. Uh, again, I'm not rooting against anyone. Um, I want to like all the players. I want them all to succeed. Um, I obviously was not so high on him, um, but I definitely wasn't. I never said, like, he has no chance of succeeding, anything like that. I want him to succeed. The uh, highest-rated quarterback in the preseason make of that what you will some people may say it's nothing others may say it's something enough to get cam newton cut i'm so pumped for mac jones and it's weird to say you're so pumped for a very unsexy potentially boring style of quarterback but ryan this is a he this is everything for bill belichick if mac jones hits then bill belichick comes back and then you know people are, if tom brady doesn't do well this year then people are saying Oh, maybe it was just much uh, of of Bill, and people can overlook the Cam Newton COVID season. If Mac doesn't hit, oh boy, it's gonna be Tom all the way. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. Um, did he get a new number? Is he officially ten now? Ten. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, a guy that was wearing fifty just a month ago is now the starting quarterback. Yeah, Cam Newton has really terrible memories of the number fifty. No, that's very true. Especially <laughs> yeah, when there's an eight behind it. Yep. Um, from Steve is the Wait, worst. Really quick. Should the Broncos sign Cam Newton? No. <laughs> yes. No. You're right. Maybe someone should, but it just doesn't make sense at this stage um, right. for the Broncos to sign him. You know, if, if he was available the same time as Teddy Bridgewater, I think that would have been an interesting conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing is I think the shoulder is just shot. Yep. Um, and, and you saw, you know, him come out and look really good at the beginning of last season. And then once he started taking hits and that thing got a little more sore and got some more wear and tear on it, he really went off a cliff. Um, By the way, lower QBR than both Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater last year. Wow. And that shows how much he fell off because he started like the first three weeks. He was on fire. Yeah. I mean, anyone talking about that today is just trying to drive views (laughs) um, because it's a it's a name that gets people going a little bit yeah um i saw you uh trolling people a little bit by putting that that poll out this (laughs) morning but i was actually surprised what was it like 87 percent said no yep i was kind of surprised 13 percent of people said yes (laughs) right and uh the bears should follow this they should just cut andy dalton and start justin fields i mean what are we doing I don't know. Uh, I think it, it honestly goes with exactly why the Broncos we don't why we don't think the Broncos are starting Drew Locke. Matt Nagy's coaching for his job. Yeah, but he's not. Andy Dalton's not going to be the one saving his job. No, but I think maybe he thinks like, oh, I can go five and four with Andy over the first nine, and then roll out Justin when he's more ready, and Man. go you know whatever uh, a winning record over the yeah. last half of the season, and, and, keep and the, your job. the GM is also fighting for his job, so makes sense. Sorry to cut you off about Steve is the worst. No, he's the worst. Um, <laughs> I don't believe this was read, so I apologize if I miss, uh, if it was and I missed it. Good news, I found out you don't need the Broncos to make you feel horrible for being a part of the fan base. Other Broncos fans will do oh, it for no. you. People are already living in the past with Drew. He lost the job. It's over. There's a case to be made. It evaporated with that sack fumble play, in my opinion. Performance by both quarterbacks were similar. Uh, and I feel that was the difference maker. It's nice seeing the fans in the front row getting excited for the Cortland TD. He's looking fresh out there. Bring on the friggin' Giants. I need to be able to bust out my dad's chops. Bust my dad's chops if we win your pal Steve. And Steve, uh, Broncos country will be better 
if the Broncos win and then they beat the Jags. And like we've said, if if they go two and one, then if they can go one and one in those next two games, they're three and two. I think for the most part, Broncos fans will be united. Someone will be saying they'd be five and zero. Oh true. <laughs> yeah, united in orange. Yes. Uh, from Cardonia, Cardona, JP oh nine three zero. Hey guys, I truly believe this will be a career year for Teddy. To be honest. The bar's pretty low. Uh, this is the best supporting cast he's had to date. So realistically, if Teddy were to have a career year, what do you think his stat line would look like? I'm thinking he could have like 25 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. I realize that's 10 more touchdowns than his best year, so perhaps that's unrealistic. What does a career year from Teddy look like to you guys? Look, it should not be crazy to say that a starting quarterback is going to throw 25 touchdown passes. No, I mean, shouldn't be. that's probably half of what Patrick Mahomes is going to throw this year, <laughs> uh, especially in 17 games. Now, right. he doesn't have a real second wide receiver, so maybe the, they're going to run the ball a little more. I guess we'll see. But we could probably put him down for 40 and feel comfortable with that. Yep. Um, you, especially after the Super Bowl. Right. You gotta, gotta think you could get 20. Um, but again, that is five more. That's what 25% more than he's ever had or 33% more than he's ever had. That is concerning for me. Um, but I would say 20 and 10 would be a career year for him. And that doesn't feel very good, but I think it's a realistic career year. So Ryan, let me ask you, would you take this stat line right now? 69.2% completion. Nice. 70 800 or not 7800 yards yes uh, <laughs> 3800 yards okay 16 touchdowns okay eight interceptions okay and a passer rating of 99.2 no no i would take it in a heartbeat what's the broncos record if their quarterback throws 16 touchdowns this year uh with eight interceptions and a 99 passer rating close to 4,000 yards i think they're 10 and 7 See, I think they're nine and eight. Mm. Um, and are they in the playoffs? No. Uh, um, see, in, in my record, they are. Yeah, and I, I honestly don't think 10 wins gets it done this year either. Um, Even with the seven teams in the playoffs? Yeah, but 17 games right. as well. Right. Uh, I think you've got to get to 11 and six. That just 10 and seven doesn't feel like a very good team to me. Now, there's probably going to be some team that gets in. Uh, with a with a bad record because of like the NFC West is going to beat up on each other or whatever, um, but I just I need more than sixteen touchdowns. <laughs> I that's mean fair. that's what Drew did last year. It wasn't right. good enough. Now yeah. he ended up throwing seven more interceptions than you mentioned there, right. but I just I can't do it. I can't do sixteen touchdowns. You have Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, KJ Hamler, Alberto Cuevanon. So like what the leading touchdown getter is going to have like. Five? Yeah, five or six. That's, you got a couple of those, and then everyone shares the rest. That's rough, dude. That's rough. Um, wouldn't yeah, because like wouldn't Eric Salbert's going to grab a couple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that hit the over for Jerry Judy, though? Isn't his over under like five and a half? I think it's four and a half. Wow. DraftKings is projecting about 16 touchdown passes from Teddy. Yeah. I wonder. Uh, Cortland's probably about the same. Yeah. Four and a half. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I just – I don't know about touchdowns. I, that's why I don't bet on, like, to score a touchdown props because I just never know. Although I did hit big on an Albert Okawebunam to score yes, a touchdown last year. Yes. Um, I normally don't do it because – So fluky. It's so fluky. The one that I keep coming back to is Jerry Judy, 65 and a half receptions. It yeah. feels like he could double that. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just – I don't know. I, I need 20 touchdowns. I just need it. Mm, you may be waiting a while. I may be. <laughs> 
<laughs> Good question there, Steve. Is or Card- Cardonia. Next one from Melbourne Bronco. Hi guys. I like I've- how we're putting an Enya on his name now. <laughs> because there's a, an a J, AJ. right? Yeah. yeah, it looks like C R C A R D O N J A, which well, would be Cardonia. He'll switch his name if he likes it. If he doesn't, he's gonna keep it, and we're gonna get the point. Yep. Uh, next one from Melbourne Bronco. Hi guys. I feel bummed that Kendall Hinton missed the final roster. I thought he deserved a spot, but life goes on, and it's a sign we have a really special team without gaps. I also think the slow start against the Rams was because our guys weren't going flat out or weren't going all flat, out all out and not risking injury cheers and if that's the case ryan then don't put them out don't, play don't them. put them out so you may be right though melbourne bronco the broncos first team defense is certainly better than the rams third team offense so let's hope that's it uh kendall hinton he uh, i mean trinity benson way outplayed him in, in the in training camp yeah, he did. <laughs> Flies Man, all over your You're getting now. a Mike Pence fly moment right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's good or not on the live anymore. Yes. Um, yeah, Kendall Hinton, I thought he deserved a spot, but that's not how it works. Yeah, it's not. Nurse Dave says, hey, guys, I'm a survival fantasy football league for the first time. I've always wanted to be in one of these. Yeah. No I'm- one's ever asked me. Is, I didn't know about you can do it with fantasy. No, I just think he means a survivor. Oh, okay. Pool. League. I have to pick a winning team each week, yes, and can only pick one per season. Can you gents recommend a game this season where you think the Broncos are a lock to win? <laughs> no. Thanks for the insight and stay healthy, fellas. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> if it's going to happen, it's the first three weeks, right? And I'm not picking a road game. So you're picking the Jets you're if picking there's the Jets, any yeah. game. But what if Trevor – What or not Trevor. What if uh, Zach Wilson balls? Well, and, like, Tim Jenkins has me all worried about that now. <laughs> He's talking about how he thought he was the best quarterback, uh, even ahead of Mac Jones uh, in preseason. I, I, there's just no. The answer is no. I cannot guarantee a win for the Broncos no. in any game this season. But if I had to choose, I would pick week three against the Jets. Yeah. Oh, man. Good luck with that. You may want to stay away from the Broncos. But you only have to pick 16 teams, so technically you, you don't have to pick the Broncos ever. That means you're picking against the Broncos. I guess you don't have to. No. Yeah, you, you could, though. Um... Yeah, pick against the Broncos when they play the Chiefs. <laughs> Ozzy says, well, the fake season is over, and now comes the real stuff. I give George Payton a ton of credit for what he's done. The roster is brimming with talent, except the quarterback room. It's an average room, but with a special talent in many places and solid players across the roster, this team could finally step up. But I can't stop this gnawing feeling in my gut that this conservative 1990s coaching staff might be our downfall. Vic, let's run a time-consuming offense so the defense can rest. Field goals are good. Pat. Second and 10. Let's run the ball. So we have the number one offensive line and Terrell Davis in the backfield. Again, Pat, really, Tom McMahon. We have a great kicker and decent punter. Who needs to cover kickoffs? Anything short of 10 wins, the staff goes, except Munchak. Hoping that Teddy gets has the guts to audible out of the Shat Permers predictable offense to give us a chance. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I think nine wins. Everyone keeps their jobs. Yeah, winning record, three and a half games above last year. I don't know how to do that with the 17-game schedule. Four wins more. Um, You're trending in the right direction. Yeah, and I think that's the mark. Winning record, they stay. Losing record, they go. Eight and nine is going to be like a John L.A. I have to sleep on it. Oh, God. And if, George, if you have to sleep on it, and you have to sleep on to the point where you admit that you have to sleep on it, fire fire make the move if you're thinking about breaking up with your girlfriend (laughs) just do it and you tell her family about it (laughs) hey just so you guys know i'm gonna sleep on this uh 
Not sure if I want to continue this, but we'll see if tomorrow I want to live with you forever. We'll see if I'm here Christmas morning. Yes. You said you told him to that on Christmas Eve. Uh, from Dan Burke. Hey, guys, I'm not sure if y'all have talked about this, but if you haven't, what did you think about Peyton being named the second best evaluator and the most trustworthy GM already? This time last year, I think Elway was the least trustworthy. So that's a big turnaround for the Broncos. Where did this come from? Zach? I don't know. I- I'm not quite sure where this Maybe came from. Maybe it was from. like an anonymous player poll. S- the second best talent evaluator in the NFL? That's what they're saying, yeah. Wow. I mean, he has a very high um, – oh, what's it? Uh, people view him very well yeah. uh, coming into this job. But Q-score? Is that what you're looking for? What? Q-score? Definitely not what I was okay. looking for. It sounds good, though. Um, but, Ryan, I don't know how you could say he's one of the, the second-best talent evaluator when literally we haven't seen any of the guys he's signed. We haven't seen him play. Well, we haven't also, seen his team play. Also, like, the Vikings were just, like, overrated every year. Yeah. It's true. So I, I really like George Payton as a GM, but I think it's crazy to be saying he's the second best GM or talent evaluator. Right. And of course he's trustworthy. He hasn't had enough time to <laughs> right. lose anyone's trust yet, you know? <laughs> yep. John Elway was very trustworthy his sixth month on the job. Man, John Elway's like, we. it started with Von Miller, right? Yep. The whole Von Miller negotiation really yeah. like changed the thoughts around John Elway he was like this players guy and then all of a sudden he was like oh he has to win every single deal that was that was at least the narrative around town yeah because he wasn't winning deals with Aqib Tlaib and like giving those guys big contract he was fine bringing them in totally yeah next one's from pig tosser 66 great job Mr. Payton identifying roster strengths and weaknesses and making moves that help your team love it question fellas is pocket awareness and movement within the pocket the most important trait a QB can have I know that accuracy and decision making are extremely important but nothing can happen consistently without a QB being comfortable in the pocket and knowing how to work in it I always knew how important this was in camp but I always knew how important this was but this camp truly showed me how crucial it is I don't think so yep um there's this old saying in golf that there's 48 things that have to go right for you to have a a great golf swing a great golf shot I think that's the same thing of quarterbacks. Hmm. About 48 things have to go right during a play for a quarterback to, you know, have a perfect grade. It's probably not quite that much, but it's footwork. It's pocket uh, awareness. It's accuracy. It's arm strength. It's, you know, uh, defense diagnosis. It's all of that stuff. The, the most important one to me is that accuracy um, and the ability. Maybe it's like a combination of accuracy and arm talent. The ability to see it and then put it there because you know you can have all the other stuff but if you can't get the ball where it needs to be none of it mattered right yeah and this was a big conversation that we had regarding mac jones and the zach wilson's of this draft we had it a lot and you value um the physical abilities way more than i value it and i'm not saying you don't value decision making because of course you do but decision making to me is is my number one thing for a quarterback so i was so high on mac jones um but i do think you're right about um what do we have uh pocket awareness and movement being very important i think pocket awareness is more important than movement in the pocket because it doesn't matter how well you move in the pocket if you're not aware know where that you need from. to move so true lock uh, a victim of this yeah you know um, he was moving around in the pocket fine until he got stripped from behind because he didn't know it's good yeah yeah, yeah, you're exactly but pick tosser i do think those are two very important things but i am taking decision making and accuracy above those two things yeah for sure 
Next one from Wildcard. He says, hey, fellas. I'm sure this probably would have been already been brought up, but thoughts on bringing in Cam Newton. What's the likelihood of this? And do you think they could bring him in and trade Drew? Thanks for the content, ya boy, Wildcard. Uh, no. I mean, they could. What's the, tr what's the trade value of Drew Locke right now? Boy. A uh, early day three pick? Is it that? You're not getting back what you paid for him to draft him. That's yeah, sure. I just don't know. I mean, it, it all just depends on who it is, how desperate they are. I don't know if there's any teams that are that desperate. I don't know if Drew Locke showed quite. Uh, the Broncos have already said he's worse than Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater was, was worth a sixth-round pick. Yep, and what's Teddy Bridgewater worth if it's not a salary dump? I mean, yeah, so I mean, that's a really good point. So wild card probably don't see that happen and the, the thing is you mentioned it ryan the timing is just so terrible for this that's why I, the broncos aren't gonna do it next one coming in from steli bronco hey fellas i was listening to the podcast a couple days ago and something stuck with me when rk was talking about how it would be a shame if drew went on to succeed in another team because he had so many unfortunate things contribute to his lack of success with the broncos i totally agree but the thing that struck me and has totally shifted my outlook on a quarterback position is drew's misfortunes though real are dwarfed by teddy's misfortunes as an nfl quarterback to date i urge you guys to look up the youtube video quarterbacks with the worst luck imaginable i keep i kept focusing on Locke's misfortunes thinking oh maybe it finally goes right for him arm talent is way overrated for success though it is entertaining quarterback is a cerebral position because of this i am now actually more excited for teddy's development than i was for Locke's. love the mindset and the optimism steli bronco and hey i'm right with you quarterback is 100 percent cerebral uh and teddy uh, seems he may not be the best in the league at it, but he is certainly above average in that respect, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And final one, Ryan, coming in from Jay Benson, three eighteen. Now that we have settled the quarterback competition and finished the preseason, we can finally move more on to important topics like if there is going to be a new Madden league with the new game out. I'm a PlayStation guy and I'm looking to get in on the action. I'm sorry you're a PlayStation guy, Jay Benson, because I mean. The Xbox guys already have it set up. Yeah, we already have the 22 <laughs> league rolling. Um, it's, in a, it's in a practice season right now as we finish our last season of the 21 league. Uh, there's always something uh, um, going on in that league. I don't know what the deal is right now with the uh, PS2 league, so you'll have to hit up our guy. Uh, PS2 league, or the Sh just, uh, just shade being thrown. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, think I have PS Cube League. <laughs> <laughs> I have PS2 on my mind because of Patrick Sertan. Uh, the PS5 is that what we're at? I don't even know. I'm, I'm just gonna go with the shade <laughs> the rest of this time. Yeah, enjoy the <laughs> Nintendo 64 League. That's uh, probably my favorite console of all time, though. Nintendo 64. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the first one when we were like old enough yep. to have our own yep. console. Maybe that's why it was my favorite. It was the first. What was your favorite game on there? Oh man, uh, GoldenEye. Oh, yeah. that's a, that's an all-timer for <laughs> yeah. me. It was NFL Blitz. Uh, you can't go wrong with that. Oh, God, what a I, fun game. You can play some NFL Blitz right now. In <laughs> yeah. fact, staying at an Airbnb recently, they had oh. a N64 um, with NFL Blitz, but we were on a work trip. I like We never oh, had time to fire no. it up. I know. It was tough. Um, so, yeah, hit up the guys for the PS2 League and uh, <laughs> enjoy Madden 06 or whatever it is. So if you're in the PS2 League, why don't you drop in the comments to give our guy Jay Benson some help? All right, and also, Zach, 
What else? <laughs> if you need help, Ryan, check out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. I should say, if your teeth need help, and you know what I'll say, is everyone's teeth need a little help because you should be going to the dentist two times a year and go check out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental because what they can provide that no other dentist can provide is if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam You'll get hooked up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. It doesn't get any better than that. Like I said, everyone has to take care of their teeth, so you might as well get a free Sonicare toothbrush in the process. They're also part of our family at DNVR, so make them a part of your family. It's a great community to be a part of, and you can go and talk Colorado sports with those guys when you're over there. So make sure to check them out, schedule that cleaning, x-ray, and exam over at Green Mountain Dental, and get hooked up with that free Sonicare toothbrush. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us today. But we'll be back tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Uh, But for now, we'll talk to you later. Take you back.